16 and the excuses people use for not believing the gospel. I call this session today, Removing Excuses. The story is from Acts chapter 16, verse 1. Paul and Silas were on their second missionary journey and were traveling through what is today is western Turkey. The Bible says, Paul came to Lystria, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The believers at Lystria and Iconium, Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in the area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. What was the problem in Acts chapter 16? The problem was removing the potential stumbling blocks or excuses from the witness, Paul and Silas and Timothy, as they were going to share with Jews. The Jews felt that an uncircumcised man such as Timothy was a pagan and was not worth listening to. Timothy, being a Gentile and uncircumcised, would have been a problem to the Jews. Circumcision could become an excuse for not believing the gospel by the Jews of Lystria. Paul wanted to remove this possible excuse of the non-believers, so Timothy was circumcised. The second issue that Timothy was that Timothy was a Gentile was removed by telling the Jews that they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. That decision was that Gentiles were now welcome to the family of God. They received the gospel and followed Jesus Christ. As a reminder, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 21 to 23, Paul said, To those not having the law, I become like one not having the law. Though I am free from the law, from God's law, but I am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law, to the weak I became weak to, the, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I might share in the blessings. 1 Corinthians 8.13 says, Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fail. Our goal in sharing the gospel is to remove any, any obvious barriers or excuses that non-believers might have. This is our part, but we need to remember that salvation is ultimately a work of God, and people can get saved apart from our mistakes. But excuses still need to be dealt with. Even Jesus dealt with excuses. He gave a parable in Luke 14, said, which says, They were invited to the Great Supper, but they all with one accord began to make excuses. Some people excuse themselves by saying, quote, At least I'm not doing as bad as some people. Or they say, I don't have time to teach the Bible to my children, but at least I don't let them go hungry. Number three, I'm not a Christian, but at least I'm not as bad as some Christians I know. Number four, I'm not a strong Christian, but I'm not as bad as some of the hypocrites in the church. There are a number of common excuses that people give when confronted with the gospel. Some say they do not need Christianity because it is just a crutch for the weak to lean on. Other believers, others believe there are too many hypocrites in the church. Many feel they haven't done anything bad enough to deserve hell. Some make other excuses, like my neighbor is a Christian and his yard is a mess and his dog barks a lot. Any excuse will do for those who don't want to believe. Consequently, they will not listen to the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. There are many excuses, fears, and preconceived ideas about becoming a Christian. Billy Graham once said, The greatest excuse given by 
the greatest excuse given to me by people in every country for not becoming Christians is the division among Christians today. All of the objections have answers to them. The problem is that many people will not take the time to find the answers. Whatever the case may be, no one has a legitimate excuse for rejecting the gospel. Here's a few sayings about excuses. Number one, you can make excuses or you can make progress. The choice is yours. Number two, if you don't want to do something, one excuse is as good as another. Number three, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. What are we to do to be more effective in sharing the gospel? Number one, live a life, live in such a way that people will know that you can't say that you are a hypocrite. Live out what you believe. Number two, study the excuse, excuses people use for giving, for not becoming a Christian, and develop answers for most common excuses that people raise. As you talk to people, pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to them about their excuses and accept the answers you give to them. Romans chapter 1, verse 20 says, For since the creation of the world, God gave invisible qualities. His eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen, being understood by what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Let's tr- let us try to remove the barriers people have with the gospel and help them to see that their excuses are only a spiritual blockage to the truth of the gospel. Let's rely on the Holy Spirit to conv- convict people of their sin and their need for Jesus to see the, and see their ex- excuses fade away. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we live in a world of excuses, and the gospel is certainly one area of our lives that people make incredible excuses. Pray that you'll expose their errors when we get a chance to talk to them and let your Holy Spirit convict them of their sin. Father, we thank you for this time now in Jesus' name. Amen.